You have been warned. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. Get ready, Vegas bad boys of podcasting. I hear voices in my head. They counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Hey everyone, welcome to another Voices in My Head with DJ Impact. And once again, I won't hold you long. It's just that um, what am I supposed to do when I have these voices in my head that are telling me things? Now, I know the first thing that come to your mind is, well, you probably should go see someone, especially if, if the voices are talking to you like that. You, you really might want to go talk to a therapist. But you guys are my therapist. That's the reason why I come to the podcast. It, it allows me to, to freely express these thoughts, and then you can tell me if I'm right on or if I'm really crazy and maybe need to get expedited uh, mental health services. So anyway, welcome everybody to the show. I question a few weeks ago on our wrestling talk, I asked two of the guys on our show, which was uh, Matt Michaels and Sin City Steve, I just asked them straight up, is is Dave Meltzer a journalist? And Matt Michaels easily said no, and Sin City Steve said yes. And I, I you know, this was one of those questions that I I guess you have to first find out and and ask yourself, well, what do you define being a, a journalist? And there are a lot of different uh, definitions that are out there that can help you get that meaning that you're, you're looking for. I mean, even the dictionary, and I think this comes from, uh, I don't think it's Webster, from Oxford maybe, but it says it's a person who writes for newspapers, magazines, or news websites, or prepare news to be broadcast. So that's just kind of how the dictionary lays it out. But then when you start to dig deep on what is the role of a journalist, you begin to find other sites that kind of dig deeper. Like one on thebetterteam.com says the key objective of a journalist is to gather information, write news pieces, and present the news in an honest and balanced manner. So, okay, that breaks it down uh, a little bit more uh, of, of what we should be looking for. And I, um, you know, if you start looking just for more uh, clarifications, you, you, you run into different, uh, uh, d different, um, explanations and, you know, most of them are, are, are really just breaking down what, you know, journalism is, which is just somebody who is reporting what it is they're reporting and really not having any bias that's in it. So it should be pretty truthful. And 
you know, Dave Meltzer, it's amazing that he's termed as a uh, as a journalist. And, and I guess people have have given him that term because he seems to be the only guy who have so much information in the wrestling business, right? Apparently he has a lot of sources. And, um, <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to know who these sources are, but one thing this information is not coming from is, is from the top. You know, it's not coming from Mr. Vince McMahon or uh, it's not coming from Bruce Pritchard. Uh, I, I doubt this information is... Um, you know, coming from any of the of the board members, and, and I could be wrong, but more likely this is probably coming from a talent of some sort. And then you have to start to question how much information do they actually know? And here's the problem. As a fan, most of you are going around reading dirt sheets and trying to find all the information so you can know all the ins and outs. And that's the one thing I kind of don't understand about wrestling fans because we already know that the product, in terms of when we watch it, we know matches are predetermined. And it's a lot of theater of the mind, all right? We know that these guys, although there's heels and faces, we know the reality is that these guys don't really hate each other. They're, they're, they're really friends with one another. They go out and eat and go to their kids' events and, and, and all of that. And when you start to, and this is another reason why I don't follow some of the talent as well, because it begins to take away from what you want to believe. So why even get involved in reading and wanting to know so much? Now, there may be certain things that, you hear that you may want to follow up on, especially if it's not necessarily um, uh, ruining your wrestling experience. I don't need to know who signed who. Isn't it better just to be surprised? I guess if it's a big signing, like you have CM Punk, I guess you do want the world to know. But even there, it's it's... It would just, wouldn't it just be exciting just for you not to know that he had signed and he wasn't going to come on this actual day? He was just he just he just popped up. Now I know that could be a, a sense of lost opportunity for these uh, these companies and everything because they're trying to build on getting people to watch the show. They're trying to build on selling seats. They're trying to build on selling merchandise. So that I get. But I just don't understand why you feel you have to know everything. And because of that, it allows people like Meltzer to have his platform, which, by the way, let me just say, I don't subscribe to the Wrestler Observer. There are guys on our show that do. I don't have an issue with it. I don't have an issue with what he does. Uh, I, I'm not telling people to not subscribe, to not listen, to think he's trash. All I'm saying is that I think that what you may do is look at Meltzer as maybe what we are. And we at the Vegas Bad Boys are entertainment. 
We tell you all the time, you don't come to us to get news. We're not breaking any news to you. We're just entertaining. That's all we want to do. You know, I, I'm one of the people who grew up listening to Howard Stern. I listened to him for probably over 20 years. And I don't go over to the Howard Stern show on Sirius just so I could be informed on anything. I, I go over to the show because I know that it's just going to be full of laughter on whatever it is that the topic is going to be about. And sometimes he gets on serious topics, but I'm even able to understand that those are his opinions as well. But overall, the show is just funny. You just want to go somewhere so that you can laugh. That's pretty much if, if you listen to shows in the morning, most of your morning shows on the radio are all there to entertain you. They may play two or three of your favorite songs in the morning, but, but you know, phony phone calls and, and um, you know, all the different type of gimmicks and prizes and things they, they try to do to keep you attentive, that's all for your entertainment. So I think that's kind of how Meltzer should be should be looked at. But a lot of people don't look at him as that. They look at him as the gospel truth. And what you begin to find out over time is that there are a lot of mistakes that he make. And not only that he make, you can also tell a lot of his biases. Now, for whatever reason, I think we all can say that, you know, maybe at some point in his life, maybe maybe he was a WWE fan. Maybe they just never, you know, invited him to the table. He's just always been sort of the outsider. Maybe he's kind of looked at that and kind of hated them that they that they never really welcomed him. And if he was at some point and I didn't know, apparently he was kicked out of the family. Apparently he wasn't he wasn't with the bloodline. <laughs> you know. So I, I he has this sort of, uh, I guess, love, hate, but more hate when it comes to WWE. So a lot of this reporting is, is always somewhat negative. And of course, he's huge fans with New Japan and, and just becoming one of the biggest fans for AEW. I mean, he might as well just, you know, call himself the New Japan AEW newscast. Now, you know, that right there would be more more in his field of of, of what, uh, you know, he would represent. But, you know, just kind of looking over just, the, just this year alone, there has just been so many uh, things you reported on that just had people scratching their heads. Um, you know, he attacked Charlotte Flair earlier saying about the idea of 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 uh that she's getting a complete uh makeover may may Charlotte just come back hard in him uh he attacked Andrade now of course Andrade isn't WWE anymore but you know still it, a, a match that he had over at AAA he attacks that he recently went over Alexa Bliss, claiming that on the last Raw show, 1,500 fans during her segment just got up and left. 
And it and it and it was said that yes, there were some fans that left, but maybe maybe about maybe close to seven hundred. But seven hundred and fifteen hundred—that's that's a big jump. And Alexa Bliss came back at him as well. And it looked like it really doesn't matter. I mean, there's a long list of people that that always have to defend themselves over the things he 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 say, and it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, why do people feel they have to do that? Now. I was reading over the overtimer.com and one of the things they said that for four decades, uh, Melter had been largely recognized as a knowledgeable source when it comes to all things wrestling and his ratings were where things wrestlers and fans pointed to as vindication of their efforts and favorites respectively. The last few years, Meltzer has taken a pretty big hit when it comes to reliability as his sources for whatever reason have proven to be either wrong or his interpretation is wrong. Yeah. And then it breaks down the idea of him making enemies saying, but then Meltzer crossed the line a couple of months ago by mentioning, and and I mentioned this earlier, Charlotte Flair by name and said she got a makeover because she felt self-conscious and he earned and he earned her it looked like they uh I don't know what word they were trying to say there uh for good reason so yeah I mean yeah I'm just it, it just seems like that for the most part everyone seems to come to him he has a lot of opinions but it seems like a lot of people treat them as facts. And look, we at the Vegas Bad Boys, we, to make our topics interesting, you will notice that sometimes we would use what uh, quotes or what things that come from the Wrestling Observer just to challenge overall of what the story's saying. And, you know, someone like when you hear Matt Michaels, he goes right to uh, uh, Meltzer, when it comes to whatever the story we're talking about, because it just a lot of times just sounds like it's just all over the place. But we take a lot of the stories from it, but we don't treat that as gospel. We've learned that, you know, Melcher gets some things right. He gets some things wrong, but mostly he is just uh, not a fan of certain people, of certain things. And how can you then be termed a journalist when it comes to that the reality of it is you should report what it is that you know your sources are telling you and then you don't input your opinions to that that will be kind of what journalism is but the minute you now start to input and when you start to make everything one-sided you start to now question what is your overall agenda but there will always be a market for him because he's been doing this like the article said for 40 years and so people are sold on what it is that he says 
five-star matches go to New Japan? When has there ever been? Uh, has there never been in his in his eyes a five-stars match that come from uh, WWE? How many five-star matches come from uh, AEW? I'm sure there have been a few. See, I don't subscribe to them. I whatever information I get, I get from the guys on the show. And um, you know, again, I, I I'm not I'm not uh, against a Meltzer at all, but it's just important to keep the, the the just to make sure you understand of what you're hearing and what you're listening to. And that's what anything in life, right? Like when you watch when you're watching the news. What is the main, uh, you know, whoever's over that particular show, you know, are, are they giving their input or are they just reporting, you know, what the topic is, just reporting the news? It's funny, if, if you ever listen or watch on CNN, if you ever listen to Wolf Blitzer, I don't think Wolf says anything more than 20 words. And within those 20 words, he's usually just repeating what the news topic is of the day. And then he goes right to whatever the commentator is, whatever the analyst is. He go right to them. And then as they're speaking, if you watch Wolf, Wolf is never uh, agreeing with what they're saying. He has sort of this stale look. His, his head's not moving. It's almost like he just becomes a, a mannequin on TV, just his eyes blinking. And and that's kind of the way uh, you could tell he's been trained in journalism. Take the information that they're telling him, the analyst, the people, he's got two screens going, three screens, four screens up. Take that information, repeat that information, and and keep going. But he doesn't interject with necessarily his own opinion on that. And that's just one example right there. But we all know that there's other news, show, news shows or quote-unquote news that they go way beyond that. They may not, some of them have to search for so-called commentators or analysts who are supposed to uh, have some sort of education in a certain field or experience in a field and, you know, when you get to hearing what they're saying, I, I, I guess if 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 you're if you're listening to a station where you, you, know, you like to hear a certain thing, then I guess that they're going to say something that you're going to like. But are those things that you're listening to, are they really facts? It's what it comes down to. You have to be the one to determine that when someone gives you that news and you're not sure, then it takes a, just a little bit of research and you go to reliable sources. You know, I, I think of reliable sources for news. I will go to the New York Times or you will go to maybe the Washington Post, maybe go to USA Today. You know, you go to certain... Of 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 the papers, you know, people where there, uh, where there where there's a lot of journalistic integrity that goes along with with writers that's been a part of these papers for years. And so, you know, 
you just you have to be careful where you get your news from. And most importantly, when it comes to wrestling, I, I still question why do you need to know certain things? You don't have to be the person that just have to know. Some things are good to know. Other things, it shouldn't matter. You know, I just, I think I I saw the other day. Let me uh, get my phone here. And I'm, I know Meltzer probably didn't report this on AEW, but let me, let me get this. All right, here. This is one of the things that came out about the crowd size at this past AEW show that um, they had in Queens, the Grand Slam. Okay, so this came from uh, Russell Russell Ticks. It looks like that. Uh, this looks like this probably was a uh, a tweet from them, and um, it said that the estimated capacity. For Grand Slam was 20,303. That's how many seats. The tickets it distributed was 19,079. So that's pretty good. It was 94% capacity of uh, up to 94% capacity. But AEW announced the attendance of 20,177. So they added way more seats than there really was. Now, to me, you know, so what? Who cares? But this is not nothing that was reported from 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 Meltzer. Although, if you were to go and 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 hear how ratings are doing when it comes to what Raw is doing compared to AEW, you'll hear every week on how Raw is just getting horrible or WWE product itself is just. Is just declining and the numbers are just going down between 18 and 49. And, you know, and every week it's just, you know, trying to belittle what it is that WWE is doing at the same time, try to uplift that is. And it's nothing against, uh, I have nothing against AEW, as you know. Uh, I, of course, I have my own opinions on AEW. And 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 although I, I, I do question some of the things they do, uh, I'm not against the product. But what I do find it interesting is when you have people, because they're such fans and because it is the, the shiny new object within the industry and everyone wants to now move over to that, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to push all positivity their way and all negativity towards WWE when that might not necessarily be true. So for those who subscribe to Wrestling Observer, did you guys hear that the numbers were actually lower from Grand Slam than what AEW announced? You probably didn't. But if you know if you're gonna be fair and 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 break down um, information from one company, you might as well do it from the other as well. That's the integrity that I think people will be looking for. When you have, when you're calling yourself a journalist. So I'm going to sum it up here. I'm going to end this. Just think of Meltzer, kind of like how you think of Vegas bad boys. 
entertainment, we say things that's just going to either make you agree with, make you disagree with, make you laugh at, make you pissed off at. That's pretty much what Meltzer's doing. If Meltzer wants to be an honorary Vegas bad boy, we will allow him to do that. Because apparently he is filling out that application and seems to be perfect for that role. But at least we understand that, or at least some of us on our show do. The question is, what do you guys think on that? And how should you be thinking about that going forward? Something to think about, right? Hmm. Well, guys, that is pretty much it. DJ Impact here. That was one of the uh, voices in my head. It's just amazing. You know, if you actually just uh, Google uh, fire back at Dave Meltzer, you just get a ton of just, you know, he definitely knows how to get the attentions of, of talent. He's figured it out. He's figured it out. And I think what what pisses off people who like an Alexa Bliss or Charlotte or, or whatever, I mean, the real idea is that they probably shouldn't respond. But when they do, you know, it really just it, it, it just allows him to do exactly what he what he his whole purpose of doing that in the first place. And that's just to get his name out there to build that uh, the entertainment value of his product. And then after you hear that, it makes you just want to go over and 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 purchase or subscribe to his page. You can hear what else he's going to say and who else is going to say what else and how he's going to respond to that. It's all a game. You know, just remember with us, it's free. We don't charge anything. So keep that in mind. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. DJ Impact, we're going to be back for Wrestling Talk on Sunday right after Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Make sure you're with us. If you want to be on the chat, you need to go to Facebook Live, put in our name, Vegas Bad Boys, hit the follow button, and you should get the notification when we go live. It's a lot of fun. We like to put your comments on our show, and you can be a part of that. It's usually Sunday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and uh, we should be on on Sunday, all right? Until then... I'll see you then. Take it easy. Peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.